The Ryan and Russ Show is brought to you by Vision Homes. If you're looking to build a home in North Central West Virginia, visit askvisionhomes.com. Vision Homes, building you a house you're proud to call home. And don't forget to subscribe to The Ryan and Russ Show, but don't take our word for it. Take Coach Neelan's. Hi, this is Coach Don Neelan, and you're watching The Ryan and Russ Show. Please subscribe. And we welcome you into another edition of the Ryan and Russ Show, your source for West Virginia sports. All right, Ryan, it's Thursday, our typical keys to victory game. But hey, this is a little bit of a different scenario than we've seen all year with the West Virginia Mountaineers. Of course, getting off to a great four and one start and that one loss. Uh, being the Penn State Nittany Lions, who are a top 10 team in this country. So an understandable loss, of course. Unfortunately, we've dropped our last two and both games very winnable. Um, obviously, we know the one last week against Oklahoma State against Gundy, and I don't need to bring up the Thursday night one. Everyone's well aware of that one. But we're in a unique situation, Ryan. We're headed to the bounce house for, I'm pretty sure, that I'm assuming it's the first time in program history, at least the first time yeah. since, uh, you know, obviously UCF joining the Big 12 UCF comes in as seven-point favorites to this game. And the story of UCF is not one that looks good on paper, but if you know this team, it, it's not as bad as you think it is. You know, started off the season 3-0, and got a great win at Boise State, um, and then obviously have lost four of their first four Big 12 games. One of them uh, was obviously they they choked away that Baylor game. And then, of course, Plumlee came back. Their, their star quarterback came back last week. Game that they could have beat Oklahoma in Norman as well. So this this is potentially that sleeping giant we've been talking about. Um, it's it's, it's going to be a tough game for the Mountaineers, especially how we kind of talked about it earlier in the week. Um, your thoughts as it is Thursday and less than forty eight hours till kickoff. Yeah, noon kickoff too at the bounce house. So it'll be they'll be bouncing early down there in Orlando, down in Disney World. I feel really good about this game. I I, I think I sense the chip back on the shoulder. Uh, kind of back against the wall, us against the world, uh, the same mentality we had during that first three-game win streak and or four-game win streak. Sorry, I forgot about the Duquesne game. I, I, I think we're going to play well. I, I really do. I, I like the matchup the more and more I dig into it. I'm tired of talking about Oklahoma State. I'm tired of talking about Houston. Uh, the more that, That's the problem when you, when you do a show on the Mountaineers is you talk about the recap so much, and it's like, man, Saturday can't get here soon enough. So finally we're here. And yeah, just ready to dive into this matchup and talk about how the Mountaineers can beat these UCF Knights. Cause you mentioned it, they're not your typical 0 and 3 team or 0 and 4 team in Big 12 play. Usually 0 and 4 teams don't, aren't laying a touchdown um, mm -hmm. and they're favored by a touchdown. So that's where this team is unique because of the injuries that they had. Obviously, they got right off the bye last week from an injury standpoint and should have won the game in Norman. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they build off of that because sometimes you can build off of a quote-unquote moral victory, or it can be a little bit of a letdown. It can go either way. So both programs need a win desperately. It's going to be a good one at the bounce house on Saturday afternoon. So I agree with all your points there. Here's what scares me, and here's actually something you, you've brought up uh, earlier this week when we were kind of looking at this game ahead, is when West Virginia – has lost two games, and then they go away for that third one, it hasn't been good. And this team is a better team than it is last year. Like, is while we still are kind of getting frustrated with this team and we're 
have concerns about if is Neil Brown kind of falling back into the Neil Brown of the first four years rather than what we saw the first five games this season. And those are, of course, very legitimate questions. But here's one way to answer that is, is what's going to happen this Saturday. So let me take you all to, to last year real quick. Is October 22nd, we were at Texas Tech, lost that game 48 to 10. Uh, then we played TCU, a game. Well, I don't mean to bring that game up, Ryan, uh, for other reasons, but yeah, uh, yeah. a game that we could have beaten TCU in, ended up losing 41 to 31. And then following that week, and this is my concern with this game, is we went to Iowa State, and I don't mean to bring up this game from last year because that, that game was a disaster. Obviously, losing there 31-14, no one showed up to play, just a terrible game. And that is my biggest concern. I know you brought up another example earlier this week where it was the same thing. You lost two, um, and then you go out on the road and, and, and lay down. And I think if there is a last stand for Neil Brown, if there's any chance he wants to come back here again next year and not lose his starting job, this is where you have to start turning into those, okay, maybe we should have lost those games. Okay, maybe they're away games. Hey, we're ending the losing streak here and win this because that this is we're starting to get into his last chance territory if not already there and this is looking like one of those last chances yeah and side note too on that three game losing streak iowa state went one and eight in big 12 play last year that was their one win so they were winless kind of like ucf i do still think this team is a lot different than last year i think this team is more resilient i'm just kind of pissed off at the last couple games because they gave away a golden opportunity where realistically they had a chance to get to Dallas with the way the schedule was going to break. And they kind of just gave away a golden opportunity. I still think this is, I mean, I'm going to stick with my preseason prediction of seven and five. I still think this is a quality team that has shown resilience. They fell down 10, nothing last week. They could have folded right there. Been like, Oh man, we're coming off the Houston Hail Mary laws. We're feeling sorry for ourselves, but no, they got back in the game they they're up four in the fourth quarter and they ran in, into each other on the punt. Um, I not to keep reliving the scenario and then the wheels fell off. So kind of a yep. weird loss, but two weird losses back to back. I think I'm going to bank on this veteran offensive line that will be fully healthy for the first time in a while um, to really lead the way here and, and bounce back. And we got our man Troy tuning in the chat. Neil's last stand. And hey, Troy, well, do you want we need? Um, can you create a meme real quick for our uh, six o'clock uh, Big Twelve College Experience show? And we'll, we'll we'll display that during that show. Everyone can go find us over there as well on the College Experience um, channel. And it really is. I look forward to seeing Troy's great at memes. He's great at what he comes up with. And then of course a shout out to as well as um, WVU Mountain Layer with Kenny. Uh, he, he had the chat up and going early. We logged in. We're like, Oh, Kenny's at it again. And we appreciate the support Kenny and all your insights. If we had the time, we would go through each of them, but you were, you were definitely ready to go. Um, but no, we, we of course appreciate those insights, Kenny. And if Troy, thank you for, uh, we'll, we'll we'll have a meme ready for you at the six o'clock hour. (laughs) Um, but Ryan, basically kind of get back to serious and what you were saying is you're, you're right. Is, is this team is different than last year's team, especially looking at those last two losses. I mean, your prediction is seven and five. I think also you kind of implied it is seven and five or better is, is yeah. still absolutely on the table. Um, yep. And, you know, maybe it's just tough because we felt like, hey, maybe this this is this year's TCU team. This is that team going to Dallas. And you lose two fluky ones like that. It, it, it hurts. But like we said, we're getting into that territory. 
I wasn't big on this game going into the season. I, I know I wasn't alone in that with concerns of going to the bounce house at UCF. Um, but like, like we said, is this can be that game where, Hey, you start to make up for Houston. You start to make up for Oklahoma state because you win this game at UCF pretty confident about the game at BYU next week. And you know, from that, we'll see We'll see what happens from there in, in, in Norman and figure that out what's going on in the situation closer then. But I also don't hate us going to Norman either. I don't think this is your Oklahoma's good. Their record shows it, but they have holes. They have flaws that we've talked yes. about. And, and that's, we saw what Garrett green did there in his first start. So, who knows the situation there? UCF could have won last week there. So if we beat UCF, I mean, that's it, all things are possible, right? And then from there, it's Cincinnati and Baylor. So if, if you look at this, we'll, we'll say potentially best case scenario, right? You're, you're four and three right now. Um, you win this one at UCF. You beat BYU. Maybe you lose to Oklahoma, but at least keep it a game. Come home, beat Cincinnati, and then go beat Baylor and Waco. Very, you know, down Baylor program this year. That still puts you eight and four. And that's mm-hmm. what a lot of people asked for of this offseason. But obviously to get there is is we need this one. We need this one. This this is a must well, for both teams. Of course, UCF's yeah. looking for their first win and still trying to get to a bowl, which they very well can. But this is an absolute must win for the Mountaineers. And this will dictate if Hey, maybe Dallas isn't an option, but still a lot of Mountaineers would have taken eight and four this year. And this is that game, because I don't think if you win this one, you're maybe looking at best case scenario, six and six. Yeah, no, I mean, this is kind of your, your backs against the wall. The The wheels could potentially fall off if you don't write this ship. You can't. It's hard to bounce back from three losses in a row. And I know it's still a very, very long shot at Dallas, but there still is a scenario where all these big 12 teams lose two games and then you just work the tiebreakers out. But obviously you got to get one to get on a win streak. So the schedule, the schedule's soft down the stretch. Um, I, I know Oklahoma still has that zero on the right side of the column, but they can be had. And, mm-hmm. and I, I think we, we may see that this weekend. So yeah, uh, they, they got to go on the road a bunch down the stretch. And I mean, you, you never know, you never know, but you, it starts on Saturday. You got to get the first one, get the monkey off the back. And then who knows what will happen after that? Yeah. Yeah. So very, very doable. Very, I don't want to say a very winnable game, but a game that I think every game this season, Ryan, it's been that constant theme of just don't shoot yourself in the foot. Don't run over to the Mountaineer mascot, grab that musket and point it right at your foot. And that's what we've seen this last two games. So this is that hill. This is that opportunity to basically cut it out and win a game that on paper i don't want to say on paper you shouldn't win but i think there's also a reason to vegas has this line at seven and when the schedule was released we saw this game and said this game is a concern this game could go bad yeah i i i think it's a game they should win Uh, ucf's a newcomer i think you should beat all the newcomers Uh, you you you're the established program in the big 12 i agree you should be you should beat the newcomers so i know i know the line's at i i laughed at the line at tcu when it was 14 I basically laughed at it on Sunday when I saw it open at seven. I said, wow, here we go again. Disrespectful. This is great. Um, because this is, I mean, that's what kind of got this team going early in the year. Sure. 14, 14, 14. I mean, 14 point underdog at, at TCU, seven point underdog against Texas Tech at home. I mean, come on. And now you're t- your seven point underdog to UCF on the road. I mean, they're giving you all the bolts and board material you need. It's it's time to shut up and, and, and put the pads on and play, man. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, it's there. We don't have to worry yeah. about uh, making yeah. up scenarios or keep pretending like you're the underdog. We're, we're back to where yeah. the football team wants to be. And I agree with you there. And I think that's something that really works out for West Virginia. All right, Ryan, if we get to that point in the episode where we go over our keys to victory. I'll let you lead it off. Of course, as a reminder, we had Adam Eaton on um, Behind Enemy Lines. That episode was on Tuesday, so go check that out if you haven't yet, uh, along with this episode. And then, of course, um, we had a football episode Monday where we broke down the Oklahoma State game and talked about what things needed to shift there. So go check out those as well. And, of course, we did a basketball episode um, yesterday as well. But I digress. Ryan, I will let you take the stand. Yeah, I kind of will piggyback off my last point the bulletin board right there, man. Nobody thinks you're going to win this game. You're a seven-point underdog, just like TCU, just like Texas Tech, just like Pitt. I I, I want to see that emotion, that 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 energy that those guys were playing with, man. They, they, they it's a different team back then versus these last two games. I don't know what happened in the off the bye. I know the season's long. Time to flush the last two weeks. Get back to what we were doing the last uh, the the first three games when we got on the roll. And I think it starts with the offensive line, and that'll be my keys to victory point number two. Ride that offensive line, man. We're healthy for the first time in, since the over, before the bye week on the offensive line. I think we should rush for 300 yards, including Garrett Green. Mm-hmm. I, I, I I don't see why you don't. Uh, K-State ran for almost 300 yards. Kansas ran for 400 yards against these guys. Seven yards a carry. I don't care how many people they're putting in the box. Run the ball down their throat. I get everybody gets all enamored with the passes. Garrett's had a Garrett Green's had a good little run here these last two games, but it's ironic that the more we've been passing, all of a sudden our defense is not playing as well. A smash mouth on the offensive end marries your defense. I think you play ball control. You run the ball right down their throat, just like you did the first five games of the year. It may not be pretty, but it, but it's winning football, and we've already proven that with the four and one start. So get back to the roots of running the ball right down their throat even when they know it's coming. Couldn't agree more. Well said, Ryan. And before we get to my keys to victory, we got a special message that came through. Uh, Troy's got the memes ready to go. And I think this actually embodies uh, Ryan, <laughs> your, 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 uh, your keys to victory. So yeah. uh, for, don't forget to subscribe to the Ryan and Rush show. And for anyone listening on audio, obviously go on YouTube where you can see this beautiful pick. Look at that. <laughs> Neil Brown leading the troops to victory. Last stand, man. Last stand. Love it. Love it. Get those offensive line lined up there, ready to run the ball. Let's run, run the, the ball, ball. Great man. Things happen let's when get, you run let's the get ball. Back to the, let's get back to the roots, man. I, I, like that. Pat, I like passing every now and then, but, man, run it. Run it, run it 50 times for 300 yards on Saturday, yep. even when they know it's coming. Something about ugly football. Great yes. things happen. Uh, and that leads me right to my first point is where I'm down. And do you know what's funny? This isn't even my key to victory. This is the Adam Eaton's key to victory yep. for West Virginia when we brought him on the podcast and said, "How? How? where's your concern? How does West Virginia win this game? And he said, you guys have more, more to us. You guys are better on the line of scrimmage. Just wear us down and you can win this game. And I completely agree. And it kind of aligns with everything that you said, Ryan. Um, my next point is – Win the turnover battle. And I say that every time, but this time I'm a little more specific. You need to win the turnover battle by a difference of two. Go out there and win 2-0. No more shooting ourselves in the foot. No more turnovers ourselves. Get a nice early interception. Maybe a nice Beanie Bishop. Burks gets in there, picks off a ball that, that Plumlee just sails or something, and then go get a fumble or something to start the second half, which leads me to my third point. is The bounce house is the bounce house, right? Uh, Troy's talked about this environment. He's seen it before. 
It gets rowdy down there. There's uh oh, well, yeah. they have fun in Orlando. They have fun in the state of Florida and they have fun in Orlando. So you can take that however you want to take that, but get take the crowd out of it early. Uh, you know, a nice three and out to start the game, followed by a touchdown or getting that interception or just just cause mayhem to begin. Just get get out to a nice early lead. Don't get conservative from there. Keep, you know, keep on the gas pedal, but just get this crowd out of it and don't have them give them, don't give them a reason to get them back into that. And I think you do that, control the ball game like we've seen. That's that that's it. That's that's how you win this game. So it, it is an interesting one. This is a very unique game, Ryan. Yeah. Hey, and I, like I said, I, I'm going to predict it right now. And I predicted four and one to start the year. I haven't made a prediction really in a couple of weeks. We're going to okay. get this one, hit the over under on the win total for the year five. Then we're going to beat BYU next week for mm-hmm. bowl eligibility headed into Norman. So let's go. It's going to start well we on, uh, on Saturday. We're going to, we're going to write the ship and get this win at the bounce house on Saturday. So let's go. I like it. And Troy has a nice one here. Cause he knows uh, the UCF program quite well. Just keep it tight and let Melzon get over aggressive. Yeah. There is a component to that. It's funny. We bring, we bring on um, for behind enemy lines, Ryan, like, and we asked, like, I remember the Houston guy. I can't remember his name for the life of me. He was an awesome guest. Um, and then obviously Adam with UCF. And we asked him, like, how do you feel about your coach? I don't think anyone likes their coach right now. I'm like, you have Gus smells on. Like we were like, that. like, well, he gets over aggressive. He, the fan base isn't happy right now. It is, it is kind of funny, but I, I, we obviously have reasons to be a little upset with Neil Brown, but it, it's a lot of schools are in an interesting spot with their head coaches. Yeah, no, and, and like uh, Houston not liking Dana too. That was that was funny. It was uh, the Scott and Holman podcast that we had yeah. on. So, uh, that, man, that, speaking of Dana, Dana got completely jobbed at Texas. I don't know if all the Mountaineer fans that was ridiculous. He to throw it back to the Mountaineer fans. He was gonna go. He was gonna score a touchdown, go for two on the Will Greer play to beat Texas once more on a uh, two point conversion against those Longhorns. But I, yeah, I think it's safe yeah, well. to say that we were, um, we, we were all uh, Dana fans for one more time. When, when anyone plays Texas or uh, excuse me, yes. Texas or Oklahoma, yes. we all become that fan. And, oh, yeah. You know, it's all right to cheer for Dana in that scenario. So anyway, no doubt. Um, we have next week, actually, we're going to be releasing every, morning or almost every morning we're uh, still figuring out a couple logistics but we've already started our interviews got some of the assistant coaches um some of the basketball staff that's gonna be on it so we'll be starting our preseason basketball series of course they have the jmu no gmu scrimmage i've i've been looking i looked at the, the jmu football uh record a couple hours ago so george mason gmu um team in town tomorrow for for a scrimmage ten dollars goes to w children's hospital obviously if you are able to go out there um good cause obviously you see see this uh mountaineers roster that's only changed just a couple times just just a couple times it's changed um but then we'll be releasing those episodes in the morning but still be doing our normal um afternoon episodes as well evening episodes too so be on the lookout for those a lot of great interviews had an awesome guest on today got more got more uh got more coming up so Let's go Mountaineers getting to that intersection of football and basketball season. Hey, both teams are winning. It's a great, great intersection and a great time. So anyway, love you all again. Thank you for the support. We'll be on the big 12 college experience at six o'clock and hope to see you all over there. Have a good day. See you guys. Let's have a victory Monday. Go Mountaineers. Go Mountaineers.